I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Women have been disproportionately impacted by the pandemic and in general, trail men when it comes to financial literacy. But that doesn't tell the whole story. You see, women, we want to become hands-on with our money, grow our wealth, and know all the things. Thanks to Jackie Kearns, the Chief Brand Officer at Affinity Federal Credit Union, in this episode, you'll learn how to feel empowered and confident to do just that. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Compton Game, where we flip the script on the old school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week, Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. 
over the last hundred years, women and money have come a long way. (laughs) For centuries, women could not even inherit property or any property women did own was to be given to their husbands when they got married. Women couldn't even vote until the ratification of the 19th Amendment in 1920, and I hope you're sitting down for this one. Prior to 1974, women couldn't even get a loan, no matter how much money they earned without their husband as a co-signer. That's some crazy stuff, and that's not even the half of it. So yes, we've made some progress, but we've got a long way to go, particularly when it comes to financial literacy for women. That is, every single woman listening right now and all the women you know should have access to the same information, wealth building, tips, ideas, strategies, and so much more. And that's why I'm excited to have Jackie on the show. As I mentioned, Jackie is the chief brand officer at Affinity Federal Credit Union, one of the nation's largest credit unions. And with more than 25 years in the financial services, branding, and strategy, Jackie's main focus is to strengthen the Affinity brand and to promote financial well-being, particularly for women. I am so excited to share this insightful conversation with you. I'm Shauna Compton-Game, and this is Millennial Money. I just wanted to lay a little bit of the landscape for our conversation. There was a new Fidelity survey that found that 79% of women really feel weighed down by job and money stress, and I would probably raise my hand in that bucket. Me as well, yes. Yeah, only 30% have six months of emergency funds saved, which is totally understandable, especially the last year, year and a half. And Women just are disproportionately impacted by the pandemic. We trail in in financial literacy. There's just so many things, so many bricks we can kind of stack up there. So, I mean, this is a really broad question, but how do we begin to change some of these statistics, like in particular about women and money? It's such a great question. And I think over time, one that's kept me up at night, even outside this pandemic that we just all went through and are continuing to find our way out of. What I really feel about this survey, unfortunately, is nothing is new in it in terms of the way that the percentages did not fall in the favor of women, and especially women in planning their well-being and wellness around financial literacy. The first thing I think we can do is acknowledge where the core drivers of this come from. You know, why are women uh, disproportionately behind or stressed out during this pandemic? Well, we know that there was a lot of things that we had to do to change our lifestyles during this time, right? Leave the workforce or find different ways to accommodate uh, our lives during this period of time with being caregivers as a primary function of many of our households. So we really have to think about what is best from a perspective of being a little selfish. What do I need to kind of figure out how I'm going to be financially okay in the future? And it's a lesson that a lot of us are not taught when we're little, right? We don't learn this innately in school. There's better programs now, but I know myself, I really didn't learn it until I started my first job at the age of 16. So I think we need to start it earlier with our children. doesn't matter if they're, you know, girls or boys. It matters that they're going to be one day inheriting the responsibilities of being the financial leader in their household. So I do think we have to start younger and make sure it's broadly acceptable to talk about the good news, savings, and also sort of that tricky subject of borrowing and debt. Mm. And that's a lot of where the turn happens in many of our stories. And I'll share with you later, too, some of my own learnings and, and rough patches along the way. Because um, <laughs> we a, all, yeah, we all have them, right? <laughs> there have been a few doozies, I have to say. So 
you know, in general, I think the way to change this is education, as we're talking about literacy, also experience. Um, one of your, you know, themes later on, too, is what do I do? How do I try this? And I think we should not be afraid. I think we should take on risk um, as much as we're willing to, right? Try some different techniques and deposit savings, investments, all of those key areas. But definitely learning early and learning fast, I think, would be a critical factor in changing these statistics in the future. And you brought up a really good point, the idea of well-being and and wellness when it comes to money. And I feel especially, this is a lot of feedback I get even from my female friends, and I know I've felt this myself, and I would imagine that this is probably universal. I would imagine probably the male listeners feel this too, that that balance between well-being and wellness with your money, and then like, how do you balance that with then like all the stuff you're supposed to do with your money. Like, I don't know if that makes sense, but it it feels like there's this disconnect. Like we almost just can't like wrap our hands around. It's so, you know, it's a great question. And actually one, a few years ago, I started to tackle with a partner that we have in some of our research. Um, we actually defined it this way. So let me see if this kind of helps too. Wellness around your money is really your own PL, your own personal financial statement. How much asset do I have? How much liability do I have? Right. And, and where do I feel I'm balancing keeping up with the bills? <laughs> you know, just in general, <laughs> how much is in my account? How much is going out of my account? Right. And it's really understanding what, you know, what's fluid. You know, if you're a gig worker or if you have a different um, job that you are kind of earning a regular salary in, it's knowing how much that you're having to work with in terms of your everyday needs. And what are you? living beyond your needs? Are you living at or below, right? All those things. That's kind of on your balance sheet side. On your well-being side, it's your emotional connection to money. How do I feel? I could be feeling like I am thriving on top of the world because I just got my dream job and really it's paying me what I needed to be paid to feel like I can live the lifestyle I want to live. But it's emotional, right? It's a driver. Mm. We saw that during the pandemic, especially. Uh, we do a regular survey with our members and they felt very good prior to March 15th or 16th of 2020, right? <laughs> and then guess what happened? April, May, it kept very dire. And we were asking questions about why. It had nothing to do with their income on their, you know, their P&L, really their personal financial. It was all about what's next, the unknown, the emotional uncertainty of living in something like this or living through something like this. So I think you have to look at it as one is very financial. It's what's your, in your accounts. The other is what's in your, in your mindset, right? <laughs> What are you keeping up at night about? And I think the well-being part, how we're trying to help reach out to our members is just saying, we're here for you. We want to understand that perspective that you offer and then help you balance your finances in a certain way that makes you feel more comfortable and hopefully at ease. Because that's the goal in this too, is just to live comfortably and feel confident in what you're doing as well as financially well set in your own mm. way. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Like that feels, I talk a lot about mindset on this show. Yes. <laughs> My listeners are very, very familiar with that because I really feel as a, I'm a recovering CFP, if you will, oh, there you um, go. that that is something that is just not addressed, but I see it time and time again that that, that wellness component, how money makes you feel, how you think about money, that is the piece, the, like the missing piece to the puzzle to kind of put this all together that ho hopefully ultimately leads to success and you achieving your goals and whatever it might be. And we can't negate that piece. And I think your example was just so great how people feel 
amazing about their money one day and the next day things change and then we get into that emotional cycle and sometimes it's not really rational because like you said on paper it looks great but but emotionally that's what's coming up and so i think really understanding how those two play into your money success is is really important yeah, I think you're, you're spot on. I think it's the yin and the yang factor. It's not just about, like we just said, what you have on paper or quite honestly, what you don't have on paper. I mean, some people are the eternal optimist and they think, you know what, I'm going to I'm gonna earn. I think the best one is always the lottery hitters, right? I'm going to win that lottery. That, that right. mega millions is mine. And and we can actually, unfortunately, see in those people who do, that's not always the best thing for their financial well-being, right? There's some stories that come out of those sorts of great wins or moments of financial inheritance or wealth. So I think you're right. It's definitely finding the connection between both and where you can sit happily in between. And I think the confidence, as you were asking before about how to sort of get folks really feeling comfortable, as you look at more of the emotion, you could also see the trigger points that people will be able to talk about as if they're planners or bankers in the relationship with their members or their customers and clients, right? There's more depth there than just saying, you know what, you have 25 years until retirement. Let's map that out. Well, any software can do that. Any app can do that. What are you here for to help me with as a coach, right? You're really a partner in this. And you said it best before, mindset is a huge play in all of this that we really have to be thoughtful of. Mm, Yeah, I like that a lot. And kind of transitioning, we know about budgeting and saving. We understand that's important. Whether we do that or not is a whole other conversation topic, (laughs) but we know that's really important. But what other money steps do you think women should be focused on, like particularly to grow wealth, like to really ramp up things in their finances? So it's such a great question because I grew up really in a generation of looking at some very strong female leaders. I actually had a fortunate um, start in my career where I worked for a CEO of a mutual fund company who was very thoughtful in her approach. We had women investing seminars right before they were really a thing. Um, She definitely took a lot of the, the female partners in her fund company to the desk with her and showed us all just a wealth of information about managing our own personal finance as well as managing markets. It was a beautiful thing because I had never seen that leadership when I was growing up, you know? Um, And what I have to say about, uh, her name is Bridget McCaskill. What I have to say about Bridget at the time was she was just thoughtful of making sure her knowledge transferred. And I think that's one of the important things is, you know, we all have different partners in our life. Who are you transferring that information to? And more importantly, what is the wealth strategy you're trying to achieve, right? Like, what do you really want to do with money? What does it help you do? Does it help you just live? Does it help you grow? Does it help you actually start something that's a passion? You know, where are you trying to connect those resources to the outcome of what makes you feel successful. And Mm -hmm. one of the strategies for myself was I was very big on wanting to be independent early on. I didn't want to wait till 65, which felt like in your 20s, like 100 (laughs) years ago, (laughs) right? And as you grow closer to that number, it's really important to set what your lifestyle or, you know, what your life goal is. And, And for me, it's actually just being able to be part of the community and give back and be charitable where I can afford to be. And that's time as well as it's treasure, right? And I think that's what you have to really set forward is what's your goal in this when you're trying to accumulate wealth. Now, I have some friends who just wanted to seriously see six, seven, eight figures even in their bank accounts, right? They were just really wanting to see money in terms of their security. That's fine too, if that's yeah. what drives you, right? So I think it's it's part goal set. And I also think it's part learning from those who have been through it before. 
and sharing those stories more broadly. And I'll never forget that series, um, what I was able to walk through with that CEO, as well as what I took to the next opportunity I had in investment management, was to establish a very similar format to bring that to the table and say, look, this is half the population, right? We have to address, you know, both women and men and, you know, not feel like someone's taking care of someone in a relationship, especially a financial one. It's there to be shared. So, you know, again, the growth of wealth is, is going to be learned in many ways, but I definitely think through experience sharing and then setting the right parameters around information share is important, especially in today's world, we can get so much information online. Um, you can find a lot of resources that way, and they just don't have to be, you know, somebody you work for or somebody you work with. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. Okay, friend, I want to know, 
what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, my name's Otis Gray, host of The Daily Book Club, a daily podcast where I read wonderful old books one chapter at a time. Simple as that. Whether you want to get engaged and lost in a fascinating story that has stood the test of time or just relax to a good book, listen to The Daily Book Club to get wrapped up or unwind during your day. We'll read classic stories like Pride and Prejudice, The Enchanted April, The Wind in the Willows, beautiful stories all told from start to finish. And you can even do a real book club. Tune into the Daily Book Club Discord and discuss the readings with other book club listeners. However you want to listen, it's your choice. Subscribe to the Daily Book Club on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else. New episodes every single day. So sit back, relax, and get lost in the Daily Book Club. We've all spent more time with family lately. It can feel like old times, but your mind is on the future too, and what you can do to shape it. At Sandy Spring Bank, we work with clients to help them grow and protect their money with wealth management, trust services, and insurance, so they can enjoy today and ultimately pass along their wealth. We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about your dreams. Visit sandyspringbank.com wealth. Wealth and insurance products are not FDIC insured, not guaranteed, and may lose value. I've still got some burning questions for Jackie, and you cannot miss hearing about Jackie's love of magic wands. So let's get back into the conversation. Right, right. Yeah, I like that idea of information share a lot. And investing, you were talking about investing. Uh, investing is definitely something I hear a lot from from friends. They want to learn this the most. Whenever I send out a survey, a podcast listener, I'm like, what topics do you want to learn the most? I mean, it's always investing. I do so many episodes around investing. And I think the the feedback I get is like, always the hardest part is just how do I get started? How do I get started? And what do I do if I just have this complete fear of losing money? So 
I mean, if we look at the statistics, traditionally women have been a little bit more conservative investing. Uh, I think women are maybe a little bit more conservative. I don't think that's a complete stereotype. But how do we sort of take that uh, that momentum of wanting to start invest and and actually put that into motion? It's a great question again, because I think what happens to many of us, especially with a market that's performing like it has in the last several months or cycles, right? You, you think about it and you're like, I just missed out on being able to afford to be in, in the market and invested, right? And <laughs> and you're like, why did I not take advantage of that that little dip or correction that day? But let's be uh, very practical about it. There's so many tools, as I said. So I always look to people who are very conservative and say, what's your tolerance for loss? I particularly am not a gambler. I don't go to the casino and put a bunch of money down on the table, but I will walk into a store and buy that pair of shoes. That's probably way too expensive, right? right? right. So, so I'm not, I'm not, you know, so conservative that I don't want to see any of my money leave. Um, But what I do is I say to people, what is the most comfortable outlet for you? Do you want to talk to somebody? Are you a talker and want to walk through this with somebody? There's professional advisors that you can call and reach out to and see face to face. If you want to be self-directed, there's tons of planning apps out there, as we know. Start small. It, it might be something that invests, you know, certain things like Acorn is a great example, right? Just kind of roll it, that extra change into a little bit more of an investment vehicle of choice, and you dip your toe. Um, I think it's brilliant right now with the the stock slices approach that some of those broker dealers are offering to online investors. It gets you involved. You get to learn more about what you're purchasing, how the fixed income market works versus the equities market, just simple things, right? And then maybe you'll take more of a risk on to put more of your hard-earned money against those things in a more formal vehicle or more formal relationship. So I always say start very small if you're very, very conservative. If you've inherited wealth, though, in some cases, I know talking to a professional has really aided a lot of the members we have at our credit union, as yeah. well as my own you know, personal friends and circle. Talk to folks because it's so easy to get lost in, well, I inherited this stock or I inherited this amount of money, and now I'm just going to keep it the way it was directed originally. You know, take some time to, again, we talked about this earlier, educate and think about who you trust to have those conversations with to get some of those doors open to professional advice. I really am a big believer that professional advice can help a lot more than people, I think, take advantage of it today. Yeah, certainly can sometimes help clear the fog because I know for me, it's like somebody who can look in on my situation and maybe see things that I just can't see because I'm so in my situation. Absolutely. And I think that, yeah, that's such great advice with inheriting money because we have a lot of people now that are in the position where maybe it's a family member or parent or grandparent might be passing away, unfortunately, but leaving some inherited money or stock or whatever it might be. And I think that's just great advice. Like don't stay in that place of, of fear and, and not knowing what your options are, like get those options. I think that's that's so powerful to do for yourself. That's right. And it's empowering, like you said, too. What I think is a big learning moment for most of us is if we haven't been able to do it with the means we have from our own salary, right? When you inherit something like that, it's a little bit more of an ability to play with it, too. It's it's something that you were gifted, right? It's not something necessarily that you know the amount of hours it took you to save. And what I always challenge people with, you said it very well you can actually get advice without having to take the advice, right? You can get a perspective without having to be led down that exact path. There are so many options, but I do think people need to be spending some time again with that professional who can tell you the puts and the takes and definitely from a regulatory perspective, steer you in the right direction, right? Mm, Um, 
as we know, there's a lot out there, right, on the free media markets, <laughs> but it's not necessarily protected, and therefore you might not necessarily be protected. So definitely go out there. Um, I've had a lot of folks ask me about cryptocurrencies lately and what do I do <laughs> and, you know, all that wonderful stuff. And, and it's kind of funny because I actually tend to follow those who have a lot of statement about certain things, right? So I was looking at those who were making these big statements and asking for their entire, you know, salary to be paid in it and all this other stuff. And I think, again, it's learn your comfort, learn your risk tolerance, learn about what it is, because it's very different than our traditional way, right, that money and exchange has worked. So get educated. Yeah, that's such great advice. And you you kind of teased this like a little bit earlier, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about like your money story and and some of the biggest money lessons that you've learned. Like if you can you can impart some wisdom on us, that would be amazing. <laughs> Well, I don't know how much wisdom, but maybe it'll be a lesson learned. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Right? Good enough. <laughs> so um, really uh, early on in my um, career, I was always one that wanted to work. I loved being the person that had a part-time job when I went to school. And I thought I was a great earner, but I was a particularly poor saver. Um, I would work to buy, right? So whether it's something that I wanted or a trip I wanted to take, and I was always putting a lot of money out there. And I fell into a circle of credit card debt early in my um, college years. And my father will appreciate this. Um, I, I had a very, he's conservative. He was very thoughtful. He was a banker. So he would always say, you know what, here, we're going to teach you. I, I learned the basics of finance from him. It was wonderful. Did I apply them? Not necessarily. <laughs> so, uh, you know, my roommates in college and I, we, we got overextended and we realized that, you know, just because you had a credit limit doesn't mean you should go close or near that limit, right? Especially when you're a, a student full-time and a part-time worker. And what I learned early on is anyone pretty much could give you credit. You'll find people who can extend credit, but it's very hard to pay back on your terms what you want to pay back. So I think it's definitely borrower beware. Make sure you're not taking on too much debt, especially as I did early on. I was very fortunate to have support and actually a network of people around me who helped me kind of get back into the right position. And then I really was a lot more thoughtful at my first full-time job, how I actually took my paycheck apart, as I called it. And part of my paycheck would go to fun things, a very small part, because I was still paying back some of that <laughs> debt. And then other things, I actually just started really um, taking advantage of re the retirement plan uh, offered at you know the organization I worked for. It's the easiest way to see the money go into something and accumulate, right? If you're especially good at balancing where that assets are, are placed in those retirement accounts, but put money, pay yourself first, you know, don't worry about the cool new, whatever it is out there on the market retail wise, or the next trip you've already booked before you got back from your last one, you know, take a little money and put it aside. And, and honestly, I, I learned that lesson because I was paying so much back to those cards, you know, those, you know, right, card services. Yeah. I'm like, what did I, I couldn't even remember what I had done. You know, I'm like, what did oh, I buy? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What did I buy? And where did I go on that? So I like, again, I say borrow or beware because it's very easy to get that um, debt level up fast. And I've also seen this um, as I've gotten older with, I have two children. And when I left um, the workforce for a period of time, it wasn't very long. I was very fortunate to work for employers who gave us some extended time off benefit. But what I realized during those times is I always contemplated, do I want to go back? And I realized when I was contemplating that I really didn't save as much as I thought I needed to. So you also had something in the, um, the contract 
content around how many months do you need? Like if you're want, you know, six months of savings, you need more. I really have to say, as you're paying yourself back, also put a little aside for those lifestyle milestones, right? Those things that you want to do in life. Maybe you want to take a year off with your children. Maybe you want to take a year off to stay with a loved one as they're unfortunately going through a medical situation or travel the world, whatever it is. You need that secondary sort of income pocket, mm, if yeah. you will. And, and those are my stories. I mean, I, I've definitely um, stayed, obviously, in financial services. I love working for a financial cooperative now. We talk about financial literacy and, uh, and well-being all the time. So I learned from my own you know, um, team members. I learned from our members. But the best advice I can really give is really, again, like I said, borrow or beware. That debt will kind of linger with you longer than the purchase. <laughs> yeah, it's so. kind of like the, the the bad devil sitting on your shoulder. <laughs> and and well you said. yeah, you you are the chief brand officer at Affinity Federal Credit Union. We don't normally think of financial institutions as empowering our finances. We typically think of them as maybe the people that are taking away our finances or certainly not giving us any education or advice around money but i i know this is something you're really passionate about so how do you how do you use your role being in a financial institution to to change this to change it to something that is more empowering it's um it's a a passion of what I do, not necessarily a position. And when I say that I left an industry, um, I was working at an investment bank. I've worked for, I've mentioned mutual companies before, but I never worked for a financial cooperative and really had been blessed with an opportunity to join one five years ago when I took this role. And I don't think people realize this until you kind of find this job um, throughout your career, but you're really, it's, you're fortunate to have them want you to be part of something bigger than yourself, right? And when we talk about the credit union mission and our vision or values, we live them every day. They're not just something on a conference wall that you walk into or see when we used to go into a home office or on our, you know, laptops when you open them up every morning. They're a belief system that we try to really hold at the highest level of esteem for every member. So my philosophy in joining the credit union movement was really that I wanted to help more people. I wasn't particularly good in anything else but finance. <laughs> so this really, it worked out for all of us. This fits. <laughs> this fits, this works, you know. And um, as I thought about the community that I wanted to see my children grow up in, I really wanted it to be one that was a shared belief that people help people and people can help people move forward in their mission. Um, people can help people with their well-being. You know, people can help people through tough times like we just saw. Or they can help people, you know, build a better future. And I really have that, you know, lucky job of being a brand officer at Affinity to go out, meet so many wonderful people in our community. Some are members and some are not. But I really feel like each day I wake up with a purpose and a drive to make sure that someone else's well-being has improved. Or if it's gone in the opposite direction, that I have some type of tool in our toolkit to help them. Um, we saw this with the, the pandemic, everyone from the small business owner to that person who, oh my gosh, they couldn't afford that mortgage payment. We had to, you know, rethink right. their loans. And I mean, you, you name it, we faced it, right? All of us in the last few months. So I'm fortunate, um, but I also feel like I made that choice to change sort of lanes on the financial highway. <laughs> and I'm so super excited to be part of this movement because I think it's about people first and not profits, which is really important. Yeah, it's so refreshing. It's very refreshing to hear that. Uh, <laughs> and 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 I like that a lot of um, a lot of companies are hopefully 
at least they're saying they want to move in that direction. Whether that happens or not, I don't know. But I like that there is this this movement towards that. I do too. I think people um, believe that that is the right thing to do. I think the company you align yourself with, if it's not, we are not for profit. So we have a few different rules than nonprofits or even profit companies, right? Or publicly or privately held. I would say as a person in the market, if you are looking to join the movement, it's very easy to do it, right? You can find a credit union in all 50 states. There's multiple ones to choose from. And I think the difference between banking and credit unions really is that belief system and our mission led. And we'll offer everything that those banks do, right? <laughs> it's just kind of like the way the, the world works digitally now so much easier for us to be able to afford to do all the same things. And I think it's just going to be interesting to see how much more support and help we can put back into the communities. Um, especially right now, right? There's so much need. Let's all work together and trying to get that accomplished. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Well, okay. I have, I've got a big question. If, if you could wave like a magic wand and change anything about financial literacy, in particular with women, what would it be? Yeah, that is a large question um, because I love magic wands. <laughs> so I do. Fantastic. I, I yes. do have a, quite a collection of them. But for this purpose, I would say as a woman in your own right, come to the table knowing that you're able to do whatever and however you want. Don't be limited mm-hmm. in any way. And I say that with the highest level of sincerity. There are, there are a lot of women I've met along my journey who have particular stories um, of such just great despair or challenge. And it's possible to do whatever it is you want to set out and do. And I think that wand um, will work in this fashion as well. Because so many women um, box themselves in for whatever reason, right? We've talked about this before. But if you think about the well-being side of it, your emotional connection to it, we are intuitive, creative, wonderful, loving creatures. Use it. you know, Use yeah. it for your betterment. Don't be kind of boxed in. And unfortunately, I mean, we, we don't see this just in finance, right? We see this in healthcare. We see this in many different verticals, you know, and we've got the opportunity and actually we've got the percentage into our favor <laughs> to change this, right? <laughs> so I think my magic wand would be used again to kind of just say anything is possible. Don't box yourself in. And there are partners to help you through everything you're being challenged with. I mean, we love to have those sessions. Um, we have great team members who care and are compassionate in every stage of your development too, uh, the most dire situations or the most, wow, you've just done the amazing thing of bringing your public company public. We've talked to women like that too all the time, right? So let's right. inspire each other through those stories and uplifting one another through this process. So my wand would would not take anything away, but probably just add a little bit more magic to that equation. I love that. <laughs> I love it. And I love that you have a collection of wands. That I is do. I know. <laughs> that, that's a little secret. I mean, I think that is... Um, I like to take them out at different times, but definitely they're well, yes. I mean, you know, <laughs> everyone has a different purpose. That's right. <laughs> well, Jackie, this has been so amazing. I, I love Same. everything that you have imparted on us. If if somebody is interested in reaching out to you or connecting with Affinity Federal Credit Union, how do they do that? 
the best way to reach out to Affinity is just affinityfcu.com. Uh, we have, you know, both the mobile apps, we have online resources, and we are really trying to be more social. So find us on Facebook, Twitter, all the handles, Insta, we're out there. Um, personally, I love LinkedIn. That's my preference platform of choice. Um, I'm here to help in any way that I can. So please, if you need anything, want anything in terms of the financial literacy or well-being, happy to just reach me at Jacqueline. Yes, that's my full name. And my mother would kill me for not saying Jacqueline more often. But <laughs> Jacqueline Kearns at LinkedIn. And um, again, Shanna, thank you so much for the work you do. I've listened to your other podcasts. And I think that they have been a great wealth of information and share. And anything we can do to help get your message out there, we'd love to do the same. I believe more access to financial literacy is changing things. But look, We've still got a big income and wealth gap between men and women, not to mention people of color, and that has to change. Maybe if we all pull together, we can create the change we want to see. I'm so glad that Jackie is really doing her part. If you enjoy this episode, do me a favor, share it with one of your favorite female friends right now so they can also be empowered. As always, head to the show notes for links to Jackie as well as our episode sponsors, and be sure to hit follow in the podcast player you're listening to this episode in to never miss an episode. I'll see you back here in a few days for a brand new one. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode.